And welcome to your midweek here on WABC Talk Radio 77. It is James Golden with you. If you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. A lot to discuss and perhaps a lot to hear. Um, and an unusual move for me, we have a lot of sound bites today. We'll try to get to as many of them as possible. Uh, first, just want to give a, a, a shout-out and a prayer to Bruce Willis. The actor has been diagnosed with aphasia. He's going to step away from his acting career. That is a medical condition that affects a person's ability to speak, write, understand language, both verbally and written, according to the Mayo Clinic. It usually occurs after there's been a stroke or a head injury. So his family, of course, is going through it, and the announcement could not have been easy. And we wish the very, very best to Bruce Willis and his family. Matt Getz uh, has been in the news, and Matt Getz did something yesterday that seemed to have opened the floodgates, but perhaps the floodgates were already opening on the Hunter Biden story. He questioned one of the top members of the FBI about the laptop, and lo and behold, the laptop is nowhere this person who is supposed to be in leadership of FBI has no idea where the laptop is. Funny how that works. We'll hear from that, hopefully today. Walt Disney is back in the news. And that's maybe what I want to talk about first, because what has happened now is we've actually heard from some Disney employees and I had an interesting conversation offline this morning with it was very quick because he was on his way to get on a plane with uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida. I gave him a call and we talked for a few moments. And one of the things that I mentioned to him is I'm, I'm going to share with you uh, shortly. Uh, but my friends, what I don't want to do is suggest that the recent events that I'm going to talk about has have resulted in some kind of turning point when it comes to the culture war that we have been witnessing for the last four, maybe even five decades. But I think it's safe to say that over the past year, something has happened. There's something that is an unmistakable hint of perhaps change that is in the air. One of the silver linings of the awful COVID pandemic was that teachers' unions in many blue cities across this country refused to go into their classrooms' parents' had their school-aged children at home for extended periods, and they got to see what their children were being exposed to in the schools. They saw, and in many cases, they objected. Now, we all know about CRT, critical race theories. That's sometimes uh, taught under other names. The basic premise, if you cut it all down to its bare essentials, is that white people are inherently evil, racist, and responsible for America being a hopelessly hopelessly racist and oppressed of society. That has moved from a liberal talking point. They've been talking like this for decades, but now we see that it's part of the woke culture, that it is being taught and accepted not only in schools across America, but in corporate environments. Now, CRT is so much worthy of, of more discussion, and there should be discussion in the arena of unsuppressed, uncensored thought. 
which does not happen on many social media platforms. But today, let's just say it is a flashpoint that's going to continue to be talked about and discussed in our culture for many years, perhaps even generations to come. There has been another huge driver in woke culture, and that is gender identity and sexual behavior. And that's the driver that I want to talk about for a period of time today anyway. But before we travel back in time to begin our discussion, back in time with Pat Buchanan, I want to be clear about something that I stress whenever I try to talk about these subjects on the airwaves of WABC Radio. And that's that I am not intending, and it's not my intent, to inflame anybody, to intentionally hurt anyone's feelings, or to make people feel in any way that they're not being respected because their lifestyle choice is different than mine, or perhaps different than many of the people that listen to this show, or many of the people in this country, in fact. But we should all be honest enough to speak openly and rationally about the things that are part of our nation's growth. And to that end, I want to go to our first sound bite of the day. And this is from the 1992 Republican Convention. It is Pat Buchanan. Go. Friends, this election is about more than who gets what. It is about who we are. It is about what we believe and what we stand for as Americans. There is a religious war going on in this country. It is a cultural war as critical to the kind of nation we shall be as the Cold War itself. For this war is for the soul of America. And in that struggle for the soul of America, Clinton and Clinton are on the other side, and George Bush is on our side. That was what is now called the culture war speech. And for many people, it was the first time that the the debate that we are now engaged in was coined with that phrase. We are in the midst of, and Pat said it, a religious war and a culture war. Now, let me be totally frank and candid. I listened back to most of the speech today, and there were several portions in the several times during that speech that I listened to today with very different ears than I listened to when I first heard it in 1992. In 1992, there were some things that Pat said that I didn't think twice about today hearing them, and those things had to do with with um, gay marriage and, and same-sex marriage and so forth, and he was really blunt. And today, some of the things that he said would be not only harshly criticized, but would demand that he be censored off of social media platforms. That said, let us talk about what Mr. Buchanan said, because here's what happened as a result. If you really want to see a dividing line in the Republican Party, this is where it perhaps began. Conservatives identified largely with the things that Pat Buchanan was saying. He talked about the the Democrat Party being against school choice, why that was important. 
about their attack on the religious people of America. That is important, especially to the evangelicals who felt under attack then and under attack now. He talked about pornography. He talked about same-sex marriage. And then he talked about it in terms of it should never be allowed to happen in the United States. It was a big issue. And, of course, since then, it not only has happened, but many people across the country have changed their view of it. But he talked about this thing, this culture war. And Republicans in of the party have done everything they can to dissuade their candidates from engaging in the culture war ever since. What they said was, it is a mistake. Let us focus on social issues. We, won't, we don't want to be divisive and talk about these cultural issues. They do nothing but alienate suburban moms. Then they were called the soccer moms. You're going to alienate the soccer moms by talking about culture. And then that morphed into it's only angry white men that are interested in talking about culture and these sort of things from the standpoint that Pat Buchanan was speaking about. And there was a dividing line in the Republican Party. The more moderate people that we call rhinos today in some cases, not all, in some cases were, I am a fiscal conservative, but I am socially moderate. I am a fiscal conservative, but I am socially liberal. And those were accepted lines of demarcation. Fast forward to Ron DeSantis. Governor DeSantis did something that we have very rarely seen. In fact, many Republicans have only seen one other entity, that would be former President Donald Trump, do what Ron DeSantis did, and that is to stand up against the liberal ideology to their faces and not back down. And when the entire media machine of liberalism and progressivism was up against him, he continued to do it. And for Ron DeSantis, it hasn't been just this current issue with Disney and the quote-unquote don't say gay bill, which doesn't mention gay, which doesn't tell anybody they can't say the word gay at all. That is a media and Democrat Party frame for a bill that gives parents the right to dictate what their children are being taught in their own homes and not have government agents in school instructing them how to think about sexuality. But Governor DeSantis stood tall and he remained it. And Governor DeSantis not only has stood tall, he is attacked. He is not attacked. He's defended himself and defended the state from a corporate onslaught from the Walt Disney Company and from liberals, not just in this country, but liberals and progressives around the world who are trying to make what Ron DeSantis and the Florida legislature did somehow appear to be bigoted and hard in nature. And let's listen to Ron DeSantis and what he has to say about the Walt Disney Company. Go ahead. For Disney to come out and put a statement and say that the bill should have never passed and that they are going to actively work to repeal it, 
I think, one, was fundamentally dishonest, but two, I think that crossed the line. This state is governed by the interests of the people of the state of Florida. It is not based on the demands of California corporate executives. They do not run this state. They do not control this state. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida. Now, this has continued to be an issue, and last night a news story broke. And that news story featured Disney executives, these very Disney executives, in their own words, discussing what is happening inside the Disney company and Walt Disney Company's policy. Let's go to cut two. And this is from uh, the diversity and inclusion manager, Vivan Ware. Go. Last summer, we, we removed all of the um, gendered greetings and relationship to our life skills. So we no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, we, we've trained, we, we've provided training for all of our, our cast members in, in relationship to that. So now they know it's, it's hello everyone or hello friends. We, we are in the process of changing over those, those recorded messages. And so many of you are probably familiar when we brought the fireworks back to the Magic Kingdom. We no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We say dreamers of all ages. And so I love the fact that it's opened up the creativity, the opportunity for our cast members to look at that. We, we have our cast members working with merchandise, working with food and beverage, working with, with all of our guest facing areas where perhaps, you know, we, we want to create that magical moment with our cast members, with our guests. And we don't want to just assume because someone might be um, in, in our interpretation, maybe presenting as female, that they may not want to be called princess. So let's think differently about how do we really engage with our guests in a meaningful and inclusive way that makes it magical and memorable for everyone. Now, the idea of making a good experience for everyone is a laudable goal. The idea that Disney, first of all, Disney's a private company. They can do what they want to do. I mean, they're publicly held as a stock, but they are a private company. So if this is how they want to run their affairs, fine. That's totally fine with me. But the idea that saying boys and girls now is something that is offensive to the ear Well, that's quite disturbing. Before we go to a break, let us hear from one more Disney executive, and then I'll come back after the break, and we'll have thoughts. And I welcome your thoughts on this as well, by the way. 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. Let us listen to Disney corporate president, Carrie Burke. Now, Ms. Burke wants a minimum of 50% of the characters in Disney's content to be LGBTQIA and also and or racial minorities. Go. I'm I'm here as a mother of of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, One transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child um, and, and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations. And um, I feel a responsibility to speak um, not just for myself, but for them, um, to all of us. We, we had a we had an open forum last week at 20th where um, 
again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I, and I, and I realized, oh, it, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories and, and, and yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just, just get to be characters um, and, and not have to be about gay stories. And so um, that's been very eye-opening for me. Um, and, and I, I can tell you, um, it's something that I feel perhaps had this moment not happened, um, I as a leader and me as my colleagues would not have focused on and, and going forward, um, I I certainly will be more so I know that we will be. And, um, and I hope this is a moment where she, um, the 50% of the tears, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) are coming, um, uh, we don't, we just don't allow each other to go backwards. Okay. Now, as I said, Disney is a private company. They can do as they wish, but I do have a question to you. And this question was posed to me earlier today. What kind of company makes such a big deal and stands on such a hill because people say you cannot talk to my five-year-old about sex matters? What kind of company makes such a big deal because they want to talk sexy or talk sex with a five-year-old? James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York, coming back right after this. Young girl, get out of my mind. My <laughs> boy, oh boy, you guys. <laughs> Uh, w- <laughs> WABC Talk Radio, sir. This is what we have to deal with in the middle of a serious discussion. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. I'm James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdley. Now, before we left in the break, we heard from Disney corporate president uh, Kerry Burke, who wants a minimum of 50% of the characters in Disney content to be LGBTQIA. And, of course, and or racial minorities. Now, Disney has every right to do this. If that's the way that they choose to present content, then fine. But I will say that there are many parents in the United States who do not want their four or five-year-olds to be, to be, to start asking questions after they watch a Disney movie about sexuality, because they think their kids are too young and they deserve to enjoy childhood without pre-puberty, without being sexualized by the media. I dare say that this is a tremendous opportunity for content developers to now do what Disney once did, and that has become a child and family safe content developer so that you have sort of a brand that you're going to watch content with just good stories, good moral values, without sexualized content. And by the way, that also means without heterosexual sexualized content or anything else. Let children be children. 
without all of this introducing sex to them when they're five years old and, and, and younger in some cases. And the fact that these people at Disney don't understand this anymore should be an eye-opener to all of you. Now, there was another Disney employee who also spoke. We don't have that bite because I didn't ask for it. And she was up front and saying, "We, I have a gay agenda, and that's what I'm pushing here. And again, I don't wish to inflame people, so I didn't put that one in. I just thought I'd just mention it, and it's there. And Because people have been saying for years, blah, 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 has a gay agenda. Remember the discussions when... Uh, when there were discussions about the role of homosexuality among teachers and what they were teaching, they said, oh, no, 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 we don't have an agenda. We're just teachers. We're not trying to indoctrinate children. Well, right now, there are there is evidence that that is not always the case in our society. Okay, and there's also evidence that's being right out in front, spoken to each and every one of you in America, if you're willing to listen, that the Disney Corporation has an agenda. And they have an agenda for your children beyond just producing content. They want to control the way your children think about sexual matters and make sure it's in line with the management, the current management of the Walt Disney Company. And again, Disney has every right to do this. I want to talk for a minute about something that I raised on Saturday's show, if you were with us during the first hour, and that is sexuality. And this all goes back to what Pat Buchanan said that in that one clip, something that he talked about when we began talking about the cultural war. And that is, what is sex? For those people who have a religious and a spiritual upbringing, and beliefs, sex cannot be divorced from spirituality and from religious belief. It is a part of it. There is a moral component to sexual behavior. And if you agree with that philosophy, one of the things that you're led to is that sex without love is lust. And lust is not something that human beings should aspire to. It drags the consciousness lower. It does not elevate the consciousness. If you also think that there can be sex without any moral component to it at all, whether religious or spiritual, that it's simply a physical function, and that's it then what you are describing is hedonism. Now, that is not to say, and I'm not sitting here, standing here on some high ledge, pointing my finger down, because guess what? I was a product of the 1960s and 1970s as well. The sexual revolution, I also went through some of the conditioning then too and had very different views on sex when I was a teenager than I do now or a late teenager, early 20s, let's say. But one thing is for sure. For those of you that are trying to live a spiritual life, a religious life, or a life that's based on a certain moral compass that is real, 
the idea of just a physical gratification is not part of that. And that goes to what Pat Buchanan was saying when he was talking about the war on religious life and the culture war. This is a war that basically is telling you that your values, be they spiritual, be they religious, are not important. And what supersedes that is physical gratification and gratification without the idea of consequence, whether that consequence be now or whether that consequence be in the hereafter. So, yes, we are living in a time where we are engaged in a culture war. And I want to pull the circle on this and say that that is why what Ron DeSantis did and that is why what Donald Trump did in taking liberals on openly with their cultural agenda, openly, as Donald Trump did, with their anti-life agenda, openly, like Ron DeSantis is doing with the idea that the Walt Disney Company should be teaching your five-year-old sexuality according to their standards, or else there's something wrong in Florida. Ron DeSantis has it right. Disney is out of line. Now, they do have, as a private company, a right to be out of line. And guess what? You, as consumers of Disney products, have a right to express your point of view as well. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about Matt Getz. That is the other big story of the day that is not going to be ignored here. And we're going to talk about Hunter Biden. James Golden, a.k.a. Both, and your calls are coming in, too. We didn't forget you. Calls are coming in, too. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, and we'll be back with you right after this. Don't go away. Jerry Rafferty brings us back. Baker Street on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. You know, our executive producer, Rich Radabali, reminds us that Disney has their own past that they're trying to escape. For instance, Uncle Remus, Songs of the South, a good little Democrats there. And also, it wasn't too long ago that Snow White was considered to be um, a, a story of sexual harassment because the prince kisses a sleeping Snow White while she's sleeping without her consent. That's what liberals were telling us. So, yes, indeed. Now let's talk about Matt Getz. Yes, we're going to go to your calls. In fact, before I'll tell you what, before we go to my, Mr. Getz and what happened yesterday with Hunter Biden, and that story is starting to explode. Thank you very much. And when it explodes, there are two people that we should always remember kept the flame lit. One is Peter Schweitzer. The other is Miranda Devine from the New York Post. And, I mean, there have been others. Let us start with Mitch in Brooklyn on the telephones. Mitch, welcome. WABC, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly with you. How are you today, Mitch? I'm doing well, Bo. How are you? Good, thank you. 
I'm calling, I'm a teacher, and when you said that uh, you played the clip from uh, the Disney DEI, Diversity, Equity, Inclusivity meeting, and you said it was a bit disturbing how they were saying they didn't want to use the language of ladies and gentlemen anymore. They even wanted to change certain polite ways of speaking to be more inclusive. What struck me was that there are meetings just like that at schools, schools that I've taught at, and um, there's entire conversations around how can you make a school more inclusive, but it's not in the sense that you and I are polite Americans would consider how can we be polite and welcoming to all students of all kinds. It's always along the lines of sexual identity, gender identity, and this new wave of woke ideology. It's very, it's very scary, and at the same time, too, if you're an adult, and you don't want to bring that into the school, and you don't want to be a part of it, you feel threatened like you're going to lose your job if you try to tell them, I don't think this is right. And this is a very real thing. This is a very real thing. This is what, this is what the silence on the right has given us. And what I mean by the silence on the right, by there not being any strong pushback, especially in the education communities, but we can at least say this, for many years, People didn't didn't know how widespread this was becoming. And the COVID pandemic has now brought it into focus for so many parents that there is something terribly alarming going on in the nation's schools. And as a school teacher, you witnessing that and bringing that to our attention, Mitch, we thank you very much. Thank you for the call. We hope to hear from you again. John in Staten Island, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. What's up, John? Mr. Bo, uh, my point is, if you have uh, the stockholders, it's the private public, if it's still public that they can buy the shares, if you have, the, let's say, the richest guys don't want to do anything with their votes, but there's maybe 70 million shares available that one person that, you know, we voted, and 70 million people buy one share each, are we allowed to take 7 million votes to vote these people out? Because it was originally a boy and a girl. If these, these executives want to make... Uh, an inclusive thing, you open up a separate branch, but you leave the original material alone. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. You're saying, in other words, why eliminate? Because that is an inclusive. It is not inclusive at all. What you're doing is eliminating the current way that people communicate instead of adding to it and being inclusive. What is wrong with saying, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and dreamers of all ages? That is inclusive. It is including another strata, another idea into the concept without saying in so many words or not or dismissing words that the boy and girl are no longer acceptable. Well, for most of America, boy and girl are still very acceptable terms. Ladies and gentlemen are still acceptable terms. But this is what you get in Apparently, today's Walt Disney Company. Let us go to Pennsylvania. And Michael, Michael, what is on your mind this afternoon? Thanks for calling James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy, here on WABC. How you doing, James? Um, I always said a long time ago Disney was pushing that way. And I used to tell people, don't go to Disney because they're, they're pushing different agendas and Everybody's worried about going to see Mickey Mouse. Nobody was going to church or anything. You know what, for your listeners and all, 
if you look up on the internet and you listen to Alan West accepting speech when he was going to run, you know, for governor of Texas, he says a lot of a lot of things are how they'll tear you apart by taking God out of the equation. And if they do talk about God, they oh God loves everybody, and they don't read the Bible just because God does love everybody. He just don't love the sin. And uh, and I'll say it, you know, you, hey, let's put it this way. I maybe I don't understand homosexuality. Should I be should I be taught and feathered because I don't understand it? And I don't really want to under I, not that I don't want to understand. It. I I just just of my of just what's there. Let me be okay. Let me address what I think you're trying to say. Okay, is that you don't want your own religious beliefs under attack, but you're kind of a live and let live guy. You don't mind people having their own beliefs and their own belief system. Don't try to impose it on you and respect your beliefs like you are respecting other people's beliefs. I will say this to you. I have gay people in my family. Many of us do. You don't love gay people less. You love them. They're, they're your family members that are, there's no distinction. Oh, he's gay and I, and I, no, you love your family. You love people that are close to you. And, and look, these things, whether, um, when you start talking about sin and the rest of it, yes, this is part of the moral component that I was talking about. But let us not forget something. If you look into most spiritual beliefs, any any sexual activity outside of a marriage, which is considered a sacred sacrament, any sex out of marriage is sinful. And so that's what that was. And by the way, that was the norm in thinking in this country almost from the time this country was founded by who? Oh, the Puritans. And I and, and yes, I know that there were people here before that for the 1619 crowd, okay? But still, when I say when this country came into being, there was a moral code in this country, and we are watching it disintegrate. Tony, North Brunswick, WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy with you. What's up, Tony? Hi, hi, uh, James. Um, listen, uh, with the Walt Disney, I, I think this is just, it's outrageous. I think they should just leave the kids alone. I think that it's wrong. I, there's no question about it. There's a big religious thing. People attacking, uh, God, uh, these days. Uh, and it's just, it's, 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 it's bad. It's exploitation, in my opinion, of, for, of children. And the scriptures that are there, you're right. They are there, and 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 the, and the sex um, outside of marriage, you're right, is is considered a sin. Um, but the, but when you look deeper at, at these uh, scriptures, you realize that the purpose of them is for people to be happy, to be safe, and and we're living in a world that is everything but that now. So just question. Is the problem the scripture or is the problem Walt Disney? Thank you, Bo. Thank you for your call. Um, the reason I think that a lot of people chose, used to choose to live a spiritual life was because it may be harder than giving in to, and it is certainly harder than giving in to passions of the moment. That is an easy choice. Living, and I, I said this before, there's a word now if you use it, people laugh at you. But leading a righteous life, trying to live your life with a virtuous component and trying to become 
that more perfect individual is something now that is shunned in many quarters of today's society, and we see that reflective in the content that is pouring out. James Golden, a.k.a. Bolsonaro, with you here on WABC. Don't forget, Catch at Night comes next, and you'll want to keep it here all through the night. We're coming right back. Don't go away. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on 77 WABC. Ah, yes, private eyes. All the notes on WABC Talk Radio 77, New York. Jeff, drive-by caller in his car, said, hey, it's not just Disney. Don't forget, Sesame Street's been doing this stuff for years. Well, I I didn't watch Sesame Street, so I, I don't I don't you know. So thanks for that heads up. All right, my, Matt Getz, let's play cuts one and two back to back. I don't even have to explain this. You'll hear it yourselves. Go, Matt Getz, cuts. So one. where is it? Yeah, we go. So where is it? The laptop, Sir, I'm not here to talk about the laptop. I'm here to talk about the FBI cyber program. You are the assistant director of FBI cyber. I want to know where Hunter Biden's laptop is. Where is it? Sir, I don't know that answer. That is astonishing to me. Is, has, has FBI cyber assessed whether or not Hunter Biden's laptop could be a point of vulnerability, allowing America's enemies to hurt our country? Go with cut two right away. Network well, you've talked about passwords here. I mean, Hunter Biden's password on his laptop was Hunter 02. He drops it off at a repair store. I'm holding the receipt from Max Computer Repair, where in December 2019, they turned over this laptop to the FBI. And what now you're telling me right here is that as the assistant director of FBI Cyber, you don't know where this is after it was turned over to you three years ago. Yes, sir, that's an accurate statement. Yeah, that's an accurate. Well, yeah, I don't know where it is. Who cares where it is? All right. Now, there's more of Matt Getz. Matt Getz asked, how can the FBI protect us if they can't locate a laptop? We're not going to play that one. In another cut, he says he wonders if the first family, the Bidens, are compromised. Next, he then asked the FBI assistant director if the FBI could give Congress a briefing as to this laptop. Now let's go to cut six. Representative Matt Getz asked if Hunter Biden's laptop is a briefing. Is Just play it. Go ahead. Do you believe that that is a briefing that the Congress is, is worthy of having, I guess? Sir, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm here to talk. The invitation, is that, is that no, sir, the invitation says oversight of the FBI's cyber division. It does not say anything. Well, well right, but I mean, this is, this is a cyber asset. You see, do you do you understand that the that the Congress has oversight of the FBI of the Department of Justice, and here you have another FBI agent just bucking up? No, we're not going to. He, he's telling Matt Getz, "I'm not going to cooperate with you. We don't know where the laptop is, and we don't care." Now, I don't have time to go through these stories. Time is running short. And we are going to do rapid phones because we have so many people that want to weigh in on Disney. Here's how we do rapid phones. Rapid phones, please, when we call your name, get right to your point. 
See whether you can make your point in a bullet point, 30 seconds or less, so we can get as many people as possible. Just get on right to your point. Now, before we go to rapid phones, the Washington Post has a long, lengthy story today, prints out to 12 pages, on how the Washington Post has analyzed Hunter Biden's laptop. Well, isn't this peculiar? A few weeks ago, the New York Times comes out and says, oh, yeah, you know that thing that we called Russian disinformation before the election, Hunter Biden's laptop? Well, well, it wasn't actually Russian disinformation. It was real. Now here comes another one of the mainstream giants, the Amazon Prime Washington Post, acknowledging that the Hunter Biden laptop is a real thing. But the coup d'etat has to be CNN. CNN actually ran a story on Hunter Biden's laptop 532 days later when everyone else began talking about it, and they all dismissed it. And what the CNN anchor said in so many words is, this is very, very bad for the president's son. That's what Taylor said. Now, it's not just very bad for the president's son. When you look at some of the materials in that laptop, it is very bad for President Biden. The media is now beginning to pay attention to this. If this does not go away, this could be a hell of a moment. And there's another story out of Fox. The Hunter Biden saga Washington Post authenticates laptop after dismissing a fake scandal in 2020. Remember, these are the people that were saying everything that right media, the entire right media, whether it was Fox News, BizPack, whether it was uh, 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 any of the others, just got just the news, or any of the other, Daily Caller, all of the right wing media, right wing. I hate using that term because these people are just doing the job that the left is not doing. They're reporting the news. The New York Post broke this story, and they were ridiculed by the mainstream press. And today, after the election's all over, here they come. Oh, yeah, well, this thing is is right now being investigated. I guess we better start telling the truth. How damning for American media not to mention some of the international leftist media. We'll get to that on another day. Meanwhile, let's go to phones, rapid phones. Let's start with Tony in Pennsylvania. Welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77. Tony, what is your main point? Good. My main point is with Disney, if they think they can change a person's gender, that's a program they want to teach. Uh, You can't change the gender you were born with, but you can change your vacation plans if you were going to take your kids to Disney World. Take them camping instead. (laughs) Thank you for the call, Tony. Dan in Key West, Florida. Dan, what is the point you'd like to make? Okay, so Disney, by pushing forth this agenda to include a minority, is actually alienating the uh, majority that does not agree with their views. Absolutely. That is one of the risks that they take. And I will say again, it is time for another content company that wants to be family safe and have that branding, the doors wide open. Patrick, Monmouth, New Jersey. Hey, James, how are you? On the virtue and righteousness thing, I recently had a job interview. I went to the third level. 
I'm perfect for the job. They asked me, what do you want to accomplish? I said, I'd like to get back to going to Mass every day and do, uh, do a daily rosary. Everything got quiet, bing, bang, boom. End of interview, I didn't get the job I was perfect for. There is a war on religious people in America, i.e. Pat Buchanan. I played the bite earlier from 1992, and he was roundly criticized for claiming there was a culture war. What say we now? Mike in Newburgh, New York, WABC, run with James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Remember, Cats at Night comes up after the show. What's on your mind, Mike? Good afternoon, James. The Disney Corporation is clearly putting the nails in their own coffin. I mean, it's one thing to insult the flag like Kaepernick did and all the blowback the NFL had. But wait till you see, once you mess with our kids, when you start this, it's satanic, really, when you start preying on the innocent children with all this crap that they're peddling, they're going to get a financial <laughs> kick in the ass like they never saw. Tell you what. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate the call. Christine in Dutchess County. How are you, Christine? Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. And what is your point this afternoon? Hey, James. Thanks for having me on. Um, to try and get it to be concise, some of the other callers already kind of um, touched on it, but, like, what – what do they use to measure, like Disney, like that, okay, now we're going to switch over to this other thing. Like their their formula has been working for years. People love Disney. There's only a small portion of the country that actually will side with this whole, you know, equality, LGBTQ, blah, 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 blah. Like are they going to lose money or are people just going to get used to it and be like, oh, whatever? Well, I think many, well, this is, now, Christine, wow, what a profound question. Will people get used to this and just, it's, oh, whatever, because that is what society has been doing for years, especially since Republicans disengaged from the culture war, at least at the direction of the establishment Republicans, because it was thought to be a losing issue. Hello, Ron DeSantis has changed all of that. This is now a winning issue. So we shall see. Rich, you are up next from Pennsylvania. Please write to your point. What is your point? Time is running out. My point is is that this sick, sick, dysfunctional, sexualized country of ours has lost one of the most beautiful artistic companies ever created by, um, by America. The artwork and the beauty of the things that were, were done by Disney, especially between 1933 and 1975, are now completely gone forever. It's something that will never be treasured at this point. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate that. Folks, again, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up for the day. Thank you for We tried to get as many calls as we can. Those that we didn't get today, please give us a call tomorrow. And remember, we started 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays, and I am going to bring this topic back up on Saturdays because it deserves to be brought back up. And we will be talking about this and the culture war and the war on religious America in the days to come. I do want to say this. So many people of goodwill do practice inclusion in their lives. They don't hate. They are not governed by hate. America is a great nation with great people. We are the most generous nation on the planet. We give. We give to people we don't agree with. We give to people in times of need who have different philosophies than our own. America is a great nation because America's people are good and are great. 
And we don't need woke America trying to lecture us on morality or values. New York City, greatest city in the world. That includes New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. We are in America, the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. May God protect each and every one of you and bless each and every one of you and your families and look with favor upon those suffering in Ukraine. James Golden, back tomorrow at 4. Bye.